You are listening to Motivating from the Six, episode 80. Woo, 80. Can we just take a minute and just breathe in this milestone, please? 80. Woo, I love it. All right, let's keep going. You want to improve your communication skills? This is the episode for you. Let's go. Welcome back to Motivating from the Six. This is a podcast that is intended to change your life. It's intended to motivate you. It's intended to inspire you. It's intended to have you stand up in your circumstances no matter what you're going through and demand change for your life. I am your host, Jeff Martin of JeffADMartin.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For those of you who have subscribed For those of you who have downloaded, for those of you who have clicked play, for those of you who have left a five-star rating review, I just want to say thank you so much because I understand how valuable your time is. The one thing that you'll never get back in life is time. I can give you $1,000 and you can spend it and you can make that back, but you can never get back the time that you have. So every moment that you're listening to this podcast, I just got to say thank you. I am so grateful because there are so many things that you can be doing with your time, but you chose to listen to this. So I pray that every time I get an opportunity to let you hear my voice, that you're listening to my voice, I pray that I'm a blessing. I pray that I'm giving you information that's going to uplift you, that's going to change your life, that's going to make you stand up in your circumstances and demand change. So again, for all of you who are listening, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Today's episode is sponsored by Brothers from the Six, Sisters from the Six, Role Models in My Community Children's Book. You can pick this book up on Amazon.ca. This book is intended to inspire children at a younger age to recognize that right in their community, there are role models. Lots of children watch TV and they say that I want to be the next Stephen Curry. I want to be the next LeBron James. I want to be the the next Serena Williams. And if they have the skills to go out there and do that, then I applaud them. But the truth of the matter is, is that most of us will not walk down that path. But the path that we can walk down, their children can be doctors. They can be lawyers, they can be judges, they can be entrepreneurs, they can be politicians, they can be world changers. And it's important for our children to see people right in their community who's doing these world-changing type of jobs and and careers because that's what's going to have them realize that they can achieve it too. When they have a mirrored reflection, someone who looks like them, who talks like them, who's from their community, who they can relate to, it gives them an opportunity to see themselves in that individual and perhaps strive to become that person or just like that person or even better as well. Pick up your copy of Brothers from the Six, Sisters from the Six, Role Models in My Community. Pick it up on Amazon.ca. Today's topic is about communication. 
Now, this is something that everyone's going to say, well, Jeff, I know about communication. I talk all the time. I wake up in the morning. I talk. I go to bed at night. Just before I go to bed at night, I talk. Everybody speaks. We get that. But understand there's always an art. There's always a way you can improve on doing things. If you have ever gone out on a date, if you've been the type of person who goes out and meets people and you start conversations in crowds, if you've had to do a job interview, you've always had to use communication. And communication, you got to understand, is not just speaking. In fact, they say that 75 to 90% of communication is nonverbal. That means that when you're standing there listening to someone's story and you make your face up in an angry or disgusting way, that's communication. When you cross your arms, That's communication. When you cross your legs, when you fidget, when you move your body, when you move your face, when emotions can be seen through your character, through who you are, through what your your body language is doing, that's communication. Communication goes beyond just the words that are coming from your mouth. It comes through the infliction. It comes through the tone as well that's coming from your mouth. There are so many pieces when it comes to communication. And if you want to improve, whether it be, again, going to a job interview, if you're dating, if you want to go out there and meet new people, there's certain ways that you can improve your communication. If you want to be a speaker, if you want to be a writer, if you want to be a blogger, there are ways that you can improve your communication. And I want to bring you just a few of them today that's going to help you along your journey. Do yourself a favor, pull out a pen and a paper right now and jot these down as I talk about them because I want you to one by one go out there and try them out. The first one, you go out there and try that out when you go on that next date. The second one, you try it out your job and so forth and so forth and see how it helps you. I would love to hear feedback as well. But again, these things are something that you can use to improve your communication. And when you improve your communication, it just makes you a better you. It makes you a better individual. And in the end, isn't that what we want for ourselves? Don't we want to be our best selves in every area that we can? So here again, we're talking about communication. Let's improve our communication by trying to implement some of the things that I'm about to talk about. Number one, when you're listening to somebody's story, it's important that you listen. When somebody's speaking, you truly listen. Number one, you have to be present. What does that mean? When someone is standing there and telling you a story, you have to be in the moment. It is very easy for us to get caught up in our own minds and we start thinking about, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? Oh, I got to go call my boy. I forgot to give him a holler. What am I going to be doing at work tomorrow? Oh, I got to go home and finish that task. There are so many things that can come to our head when somebody's talking to us and we stand there and we nod our head like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, pretend that we are listening, but we're really not listening. And I am guilty of this as well. We got to understand we have to be present, meaning when somebody's speaking, stand there and listen to every single word that they're saying, because there could be something that you can learn from them. There could be some information that person is divulging to you that is from their deepest and darkest crevice of their soul. And you may be the only person they're going to talk to. Make sure you're paying attention. Be present in that moment. When you're present in that moment, you're listening to the entire story. That person will feel so appreciative and you'll get an opportunity to learn more about somebody else. 
understand that we are all different. So when somebody is speaking, they're coming to you with their own thoughts and their own situations that they've been through. It's different from you. So listen, be present in the moment and take it all in and you are going to be able to learn so much from somebody else. Number two, be willing to learn. Be willing to learn. I got to tell you, I'm a part of a number of different chat groups. And one of the chat rooms that, that I'm a part of, it's a very religious a Christian chat group. And I remember a few months back when Stephen Hawkins died. Stephen Hawkins is an atheist, but that's not the only thing he is. He's not defined by what he believes. He's actually, or he was a very smart, very intelligent scientist. He was able to help to discover and find different things, especially in the condition that he was in. Stephen Hawking is considered one of the biggest thinkers that this world has ever seen. Now in this chat group, because this chat group is very Christian-like and religious, when he passed away, all they were saying was, well, he's gone now. He should have believed in God. Maybe he, went to, he would have went to heaven. And I'm sitting back and thinking, you know, we got to be open-minded to other people's thinking. I'm not saying that you have to adapt his thinking when it comes to him being atheist. But what I'm saying is take an opportunity to listen to somebody else's side. You will learn something. Stephen Hawking was also, again, one of the most brilliant scientists this world has ever seen. But because you've closed your mind off on certain pieces of him, you're not going to be able to learn from the other sources that he comes with. So it's important that you are willing to learn in every situation when somebody is speaking. Put your personal thoughts aside for a moment. You may totally disagree with what they're saying, but there's pieces that they might say that actually might sound logical to you. There's things that you can learn from them. And again, even if they have a different way of thinking, you never know what you're able to learn. So put your thoughts aside, put your feelings aside and listen. Take it in, learn. Again, going back to number one, be present. And when you are, when you're able to do that and you're open-minded, you are going to learn something, even from people who think totally different from you. Number three, always use open-ended questions. When you're having a conversation with somebody and you have a question that you wanna ask, you're trying to learn some more, make it an open-ended question. Listen, if you have children, your children are in school, particularly at the younger ages, when my sons come home from school and I say, how was school today? Which is not an open question. They say, good. What do you do at school today? Nothing. So what I'm saying is ask open questions. So what I do with my sons now, I say, tell me about something that happened at school that was funny. That was an open-ended question. It gives them an opportunity to explain something that happened at school. Tell me about something that happened at school today that you didn't like. But when I say, how was school today? And they say, good. What other answer am I expecting? What am I going to get from them? You have to ask open-ended questions. So when you are talking to that person who is opposite of you, whether it's on a date, whether it's in that interview, whether you just met someone on the street and you're trying to learn about them, Ask open-ended questions, and that's going to get them to give you more information. And again, give you an opportunity to learn about them, to learn who they are, and to learn just more about people and human beings as a whole. Number four, just go with the flow. 
And what I mean is when somebody has, let's say somebody has been talking for two or three minutes and they say something in the first 30 seconds that really grabs your attention and now in your brain, you're not really thinking about everything else they're talking about. You're waiting for them to stop so you can jump in and actually ask them that question about what they said in the first 30 seconds. Sometimes you have to learn to let things go, meaning that there's so much more that you missed, but because you're waiting for that breath, you're waiting for that that pause in the story so you can jump back to the first portion of the story and you're waiting, you're waiting. When you're waiting, you're not listening. You're not listening to the last minute or two minutes of their story. You just heard the first part and you're waiting for your opportunity to jump in. You have to go with the flow. And if there's a piece that you wanna jump in with, you know, there might be an opportunity for you to do that, but sometimes you just have to let that go. Let it go, let them continue on in their story, and at the end, you can ask questions if you need to. But again, when you hear something at the beginning and you jump in with your mind thinking that, I gotta ask this question, now you're not wait, you're not listening anymore to what they have to say. You're just waiting for an opportunity to jump in. So you know what? Go with the flow. Let that question go and wait till the end to start asking your questions. Number five, when you're having a conversation with someone, if you don't know what they're talking about or they say a word that you don't understand, then just tell them you don't understand. The other day, I went out with some friends of mine and we have this project we're working on. And one of the brothers in the group, he is a very intellectual dude and he threw out this big old word that I could tell you that most guys at the table didn't understand what it meant. And he kind of kept talking and one guy, I saw him kind of interrupt and he's like, I don't understand what that means. And the funny thing is, I knew there's a number of guys at the table who didn't understood didn't understand what he meant either. But the one guy jumped in and said, I don't understand what that word means. And that's what you got to do. If somebody's speaking to you and they say a word, they say something that you don't understand, just stop them for a moment and say, I don't understand. Because at least it's going to show show that person who's telling you the story that you're looking for clarification. It's going to show them that you're, you're interested and you're really listening to what they have to say. And so when you give them or when they give you clarification, it helps you understand the story and it shows them that you're actually listening. So don't be afraid to ask questions. If you don't know what that person's saying, if you don't understand a word or a phrase that they use, then just stop them and say, I don't understand what that means. What does that mean? Can you clarify? And it's going to help you understand a little bit more. And of course, show them that you're listening and that you're attentive. Number six, when somebody is sharing something with you, particularly when it's a, a, a sadder type circumstance, don't equate your experience to theirs. Don't equate your experience to theirs. If somebody is talking about, for example, a death in their family, they lost a, a, a parent, they lost a sibling, they lost a friend, you may have gone through the same thing and it might be sad for you as well. Of course it would be sad. But when that person is telling you the story, oftentimes they might just be looking for someone to, to listen. They might be listening, they might be looking for an ear. They might be just wanting to have the opportunity to tell their story. But then when you come in and say, yep, that happened to me, and you jump in with your story, it kind of take, takes away from what they were just trying to tell you. And it doesn't mean that you don't have an opportunity to tell your story. It doesn't mean that your story is not important, but 
every moment is different. You really have to assess this as an individual basis. But oftentimes when someone's telling a story about something that's happened to them, somebody else will jump in and say, oh yeah, well, this happened to me. I like to call that person a story topper because you might say, yeah, you know, the other day I was in a car accident and I got hurt, you know, when my insurance went up, I'm just so, I'm just so down. And the other person will say, oh yeah, well, I was in a car accident three days ago and I hit four cars and my insurance went down, then it went up, then it went down again. You know what I mean? Like there's always someone who's a story topper. So it's important that when someone is telling you a story, don't equate your experience to theirs. Let them have their moments, let them explain their experience. And at the end, if they say to you, have you ever had this happen to you? Then that's an opportunity to share. But don't just jump in with your information just because. Give them the opportunity to say their piece and if that's all they want to share, then that's all they want to share. If they don't ask you for your opinion or has this ever happened to you, Every situation is always going to be different, but you have to assess the situation that you're in. Oftentimes, it's probably best to allow them to have their moment. Number seven, listen to listen. Don't listen to respond. And I kind of touched on this already. When you're listening to somebody's story, you're listening to be present. You're listening to be in the moment. You're listening so you can understand what that person is speaking about and what they're going through. But it's important that you're not listening to respond because, again, when they say something and you hang on to that in your head and you're waiting to jump back in and to give them information on that, now you're no longer listening. You're listening for the breath that they take so you can jump in. It's almost like that person, like those kids that are playing double dutch and you have that person kind of on the sideline who's waiting to jump in and they're anxiously kind of just jumping and hopping on the sidelines and eventually they jump in. That's how conversations often uh, can be like. Somebody's speaking and the second person, rather than truly listening, they're only listening so they can respond. They're waiting for a quick break. They're waiting for a breath. They're waiting for you know a distraction so they can jump in and say, oh yeah, well this happened to me. It's important that we are attentive and we're not just listening to respond, but we're actually listening to that person to really listen to what they're saying. Number eight, body language. I talked about this right at the beginning, but when it comes to communication, we have to look at body language. As I talked about before, when you cross your arms, when you change your face, when you twitch, when you cross your legs, whatever it is, when you bounce your leg up and down, there are so many things that we can do with our body. When you raise an eyebrow, when you dart your eyes back and forth, when someone's speaking to you, this is all body language that the other person is seeing. As I mentioned, 75 to 90% of communication is done through body language. That's done through moving your hands. That's done through moving your head. That's done through making your face up in emotions. Your body language is definitely a giveaway of how you truly feel. So even if you're pretending to stand there and listen, when your eyes start darting around and you're no longer paying attention to that person, that person knows it. They feel it. They know that they're just wasting your time. At least that's what it can feel like when you're on the receiving end. So pay attention to your body language. Make sure your body language is reflective of your listening. If you are listening to someone and you are attempting to be attentive, then stand there or sit there and listen. Don't twitch, don't cross your arms because it looks like that you are not open to receiving. Don't make your face up in different emotions. 
but actually sit there and truly listen. And last but not least, number eight, take notes. If you have the opportunity when somebody's speaking to you, if you can, write down notes. You can always learn something from somebody when they're speaking to you. And if it's not a situation where you can write down notes, then in your mind, trying to hold on to the two or three points that they made, and as soon as you get the opportunity, excuse yourself to the washroom and go write it down somewhere in private. Take out your phone, open the notes portion of your phone, and text it in your phone, write it in your phone. But it's a good opportunity to learn. I've done that so many times when someone has said something, and I'm like, you know what, that's a good point. I gotta remember that, I gotta write that down. And number one, they feel good because you're actually listening. Number two, they feel good because they believe that they've said something that was sensible, which they have. And number three, it does give you the opportunity to write something down because now you just told them that it makes them feel good. And now you can break out a pen or break out your phone and quickly jot down what they just said and then go back into the conversation. So taking down notes whether it be a mental note or physically writing it down is always good when it comes to conversations. If you learn something, if you hear something new, something you wanna borrow, something you wanna take back with you, something you wanna use in a future conversation, you have the opportunity to do so when you take notes. So a quick overview. If you're looking to improve your conversation, be present, be willing to learn, use open-ended questions, go with the flow, if you don't know, then ask, then say so. Don't equate your experience to theirs. Listen to listen, but don't listen to respond. Actually listen to listen. Also body language. Pay attention to your body language and make sure that it reflects what you're actually trying to do. And lastly, take notes. Before I give you my last word of the day, I got to tell you that this is the holiday season. We are just before Christmas. I got to tell all of you, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Well, Jeff, why are you saying Happy New Year? Because I'm going to take next week off. I got family commitments. I want to be around my family. They are off school. And I got some other things I'm working on as well. So taking the week off from the podcast gives me an opportunity to just love on my family, be around them during the holidays, and also get into some of the other business that I'm trying to attend to as well. So you will not hear me again for the rest of the year, at least a brand new podcast. So I wish all of you a happy, a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and a beautiful new year. And I will catch you in 2019. All right, good people, listen up. We have all been communicating from since we were babies. When you were hungry, you cried. When you wanted your diaper changed, you cried. We all know how to communicate, but it's important that we learn to communicate effectively. If we want to improve who we are, then we need to learn to communicate in a way that's going to help us. It's going to help us reap the benefits. It's going to help us improve our learning. It's going to help us along our journey. There are pieces. I gave you some pieces here, which is just a few. There are so many more out there that you can do to improve your communication. But this was just a handful of things that you're able to use to start today. So do me a favor. Actually, do yourself a favor. Go back, rewind this podcast, listen to it again, and pull out the pieces that I talked about. If you're looking to improve your love life and you're going out there and you're dating. If you're looking to improve doing interviews. 
if you're looking to improve just casually meeting people, if you're looking to improve even your typing on social media or you're writing a book or you're writing a blog, whatever it is, whatever means of communication you have going on, then you gotta apply these things. It's going to make your communication so much better. It's gonna improve your listening and it's gonna improve your relationships when the people actually see how attentive you truly are. So go out there now and take these pointers, apply them to your life, and start to improve your communication. My good people, I gotta tell you, this has been an amazing 2018, and I'm so appreciative to every single one of you who have tuned in this year. The next episode I gotta talk about setting our goals and did we make sure we hit our goals for 2018 and how we're going to set our goals for 2019 we're going to do it again i talked about it at the beginning of 2018 and we're going to do it again for 2019 because it's so important that we give ourselves an opportunity to grow and how do we do that we write things down we improve we set goals so we can achieve goals and when we achieve those goals we continue to set higher and higher goals So let's start with this one, communication, and let's go on and improve our lives as we continue to go forward. I want to wish everyone again a merry, merry Christmas and happy new year to you. Please be safe and love on your family, love on your friends, and show this world the love that it needs. All right, good people, I will see you at the top of the next year, 2019. Much love. Peace.